This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Monday episode of Flippin' Bats. Mondays are always jam-packed. New power rankings, new team of the week, new player of the week. We got overreaction Monday where Alex is going to give me some statements and I'll see if they're an overreaction or not. A new segment, close your eyes if you hate fun, and an update on the Mets co-aces. This one's going to be a blast. Let's get to it. It's a blowout. Eighth inning, 10-3. Aces are loaded for Verlander, who waits on a 3-0 He swings, and it's a high fly ball. Deep center field. It is gone. Home run. And a huge bat flip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. Ah, we are back. It was a great weekend. Alex, I hope you had a great weekend. Did you do anything fun this weekend? I have done so many things every weekend. You were you really I, are. I, you do everything. I, I don't know what I don't your life is like all There's over the a map. lot. I, I went to like a women's in broadcasting event. Um on Friday. I had a baby shower on the beach Saturday. <laughs> There's I can't wait to have a weekend where I can just sit on my couch and watch sports uh, the whole day and not yeah. have to go to different events. But it, it's awesome. It was beautiful. My weekends Yours? are pretty much just baseball and golf. Yeah. I, just, I, I golf You're and the dream. I watch a ton of baseball. You're living the dream. And I play some video games. Like, it's always, you know. <laughs> I feel like if you could ask, like, a young child, like – not a young child, like a like a teenager, young no, adult. I get what you're saying. Like, if you could ask a man, kid, like, like, what is your like ideal life, your dream life? You know, I just want to play video games. I want to watch sports. I want to play some golf, and I want to get paid for it. It's like, yeah. Ben, there was crushing the game. <laughs> I always like Monday episodes because there's a lot to get caught up on, and I always the new power rankings. It was also a good weekend. Some new stuff came out. Um, from the Scherzer suspension, um, Justin inching back, which we'll talk about in a second. Fernando Tatis yeah. is back. There so he is. we got we got a lot to get to this episode, Alex. Yeah, and but it's been a little bit, it's been a little over a month now since the start of the season, which is like, whew, we've gotten some good baseball. But it's also been a little over a month since your brother, Justin Verlander, the reigning AL Cy Young, started the season on the IL. So do you have any updates for us? When are we going to see him back? We are getting closer. Okay. Thank God. Let's go. I am so pumped for him to have his first start with the Mets and we're getting closer. He threw a simulated game on Sunday, ended up throwing three innings, 43 pitches. All went well. Mm -hmm. All was good there. Um, into that start. He did. He got after it a little bit last inning, last few pitches. He was getting after it. Um, so all good there. So he's on pace to have a rehab start on Friday. Oh, it's exciting. Yeah. Rehab start on Friday. TBD. I would, if I had to guess, yeah, I would say it's in, it's going to be in St. Lucie okay. down there in Florida, but still TBD on that, but rehab start Friday. And if all goes well there, we're good to go. So 
Did you talk to him? How's he feeling? Anxious to okay. get back. Yeah, that makes sense. Very, very anxious and ready to get back. So, um, yeah, this is all good. Simulated game. It went well. Rehab start coming. So, uh, Anthony Nicomo tweeted this as well. That Justin threw three innings of the simulated game. He remains scheduled for a minor league rehab start on Friday, which will set him up to return the first week of May in Detroit assuming everything goes well which is also Aww, kind of feelings. poetic in itself yeah um so yes we're inching closer he's really happy he's anxious to get going obviously it's been very difficult for him this year not you know signing a new deal with a new team in mm -hmm. a new city and wanting to prove yourself and then having to start the year but being cautious with everything and setting up for a big year and hopefully a, a long and healthy season. So uh, definitely good news there. For yeah, sure. excited for that. But we got more Mets pitching news. We talked so much <laughs> about Scherzer last week, but there's there's more. There's more. Max Scherzer officially accepted his 10-game suspension, Ben. So, yes. Now, when this first happens and it's on the field and you hear Max talk post-game, it's yeah. like, well, this guy is going to appeal the second that he is handed uh, his suspension. And he announced that he was going to. However, he ended up not appealing and accepting the 10-game suspension. But the reason is why I want to talk about this, because Max wholeheartedly does not believe he did anything wrong. And I think 99.999% of people know that as well. There might just be Phil Cuzzy that thinks he was doing something super illegal here. However... The reason he decided to drop an, drop the appeal is because he said, I thought I was going to get in front of a neutral arbitrator, but I wasn't. It was going to be through MLB. Given that process, I wasn't going to come out on top. Isn't that nuts? I mean, you're going through an appeal process, and it's going to be somebody through MLB. I mean, just ridiculous. This it, whole doesn't seem, it doesn't seem fair, but what's done is done. He's yes. accepting the suspension. Just take the L at this point. It's, what, one to two starts maybe, which isn't that big in the grand scheme of things. However, obviously their co-two aces aren't in right now. Right. Justin's on his way back. Obviously, Max is going to miss 10 days. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's just, it is what it is. It's unfortunate. Ultimately, like you said, ten, a 10-game 10 suspension for a pitcher ends up being one start about and then you can pitch on the day you're back yeah. right so it's about a start if this were a position player suspension you're probably looking a position player getting suspended deal. for 10 games if it it would probably be more like in the three three game range mm -hmm. you know like 10 for a pitcher two to three for a position player yeah. um, but max is well into his suspension about you know almost halfway there so he'll be back soon and hopefully Things keep going as planned, and Justin will be back soon as well. Huge for the Mets. Yeah. But, you know, someone else who came back this past week Tatis. and this weekend, Fernando Tatis Jr., he is back, and he hit his first home run back in the big leagues. Yeah, I don't think that should surprise anybody. We no. saw what he was doing in the minor leagues. He was on an absolute tear. Uh, so his first series is in the book over the weekend, got his home run, got another hit. But – He's hitting the ball hard. Like, this is ex exactly what the Padres needed was a guy that has the energy and charisma. We saw him. He's back to rounding the bases on his home run, doing his big hop step before third base, his signature Fernando Tatis move. And it's just so big for the Padres. It's big for the game of baseball. 
and if we can if we can put in the past what was done mm-hmm. and forgive not forget but forgive and hope that he has matured and you learn and improved and he has learned some things then fernando tatis being back out on the field playing baseball bringing the energy and the talent that he does is a very very good thing for the game of baseball so happy to see him back out and i hope he has a healthy and matured and everything goes well for the rest of his career same that's what i hope. i'm with you i mean i said it I've, I've said it every week as we've talked about him i had him in as one of my sneaky favorites in the MVP conversation. I would certainly say it is not an overreaction to say that, that Fernando Tatis might win an MVP award in his career. I do I believe agree. that to be the case. But Well, um, Ben, thank you for leading us to our next segment. Yeah. Overreaction Monday. All right. Let's you ready? Get to it. Yep. I'm going to give Ben some bold statements, and he's going to tell me whether it's an overreaction or not. So let's get started Kay. with our first one. Pete Alonso will lead Major League Baseball in home runs this season. Ooh. So Max Muncie over the weekend has current leader taken the taken the crown there as of right now. Alonzo was kind of holding down that spot for a while. And then Max Muncie went on a stretch where ten of his last fourteen hits were home runs. So hot right now. Ten of his last fourteen hits went for homers. That is insane. Do I so basically it's not like they're far apart. Basically, this question becomes, is, do I think Pete Alonso can hit more homers than Max Muncy for the rest of the year or and, and everybody else? So, like, I'm not going to say because Max Muncy's in the lead right now that that means, like, he has this extreme advantage. So, Pete Alonso has more home runs than the Washington Nationals <laughs> so far oh. this year, which is a great fact. Um, so, he, here's why I say this is not an overreaction. Okay. Pete Alonso, since he came into the league in 2019, the year he hit 53 home runs, came into the league in 2019. Since that, he has 156 home runs, and that is the most home runs in baseball in that span, considering that the 2020 season was shortened due to COVID. Um, that number is wow. insane to yeah. me. 156 homers since 2019, one of those seasons being – under a a half of a season, which is just wild. He reached 100 home runs in 347 games, which is the fastest in history. I, so I believe in Pete to, to keep doing what Pete does. Like, is he the best hitter in baseball? No, I wouldn't say so, but I do believe he is the best power hitter Mm -hmm. that the game has. And so for that reason, I'm not going to I'm not saying that's an overreaction. I say that is true. He can get it done. Another thing that I think is wild, Alex, this is only his fifth season and he already ranks seventh all time in home runs for the New York Mets. Whoa. Isn't that nuts? I mean, it's the Mets. So the Mets met. What does that mean? The Mets met. So but they're changing. But they're they, they changing. Have, but they have a deep the history. History. Yeah. So to hear that he's already seventh is just yeah, wild. it's impressive. Yeah, it's been fun to watch. All right, not an overreaction. Okay, not well let's let's keep talking about home runs. Okay. For our next overreaction, the Rays will hit a home run in 162 games this <laughs> season. 
the Tampa Bay Rays have hit a home run in every single game this year. Yep. Which is every time they hit a homer to start it to to start the year, every time they do it in a game, it breaks their own record. They now have the longest stretch of consecutive games to start a season with a home run. For those wondering, by the way, the all-time record is 31, not just to start a year. The record of consecutive games with a home run is 31. So with all of that said, I am going to say this is absolutely not an overreaction. The Rays are going to hit a home run in 162 <laughs> games this year. There's no doubt about it. They're just on another <gasps> planet right now. It's awesome. Is that serious? You believe they'll do it? I mean, wait, no, they're not going to hit a gun. I mean, <laughs> no, they're not going to hit a okay, home run okay, in okay. every game this year. But it's not an overreaction okay. to think that, you know, who's going to bet it? They're on pace to do it. If anyone can do it. <laughs> not an overreaction. Rays are going to hit 400 homers this year. Okay. And they're going to hit one in every game. I'm into it. No, I, I do. I really do think, I mean, they're what? They're a week away from tying the all-time record. I think they can do it. And they're not like a, you know, they're going to, they, they're doing what they're doing now without there being a guy on the team that's going to hit 40 homers. I bet we're going to look back on this year and not a single Tampa Bay Rays player will hit 40, but they're just all like, consistently playing good baseball right now but the team will like lead home runs as like team home runs hmm. you think that like the team hmm. as a whole will no, lead I get what you're saying. Runs? there's so many different ways you can go with this but the over i mean the the main question was yeah that's definitely not an overreaction yeah they're, they're the rays are never gonna play another game in the history of their franchise without hitting a home run no doubt <laughs> no doubt not an overreaction <laughs> Yes, a little bit. All right, let's move on to our next overreaction. Okay. The Astros, they're all the way back, baby. Oh, they're back. That's not an overreaction. All right. Though. Look, this is why I said the Houston Astros are going to win the World Series this year. I had the Astros over the Braves, and the Astros swept the Braves over the weekend, and I had the Astros at the, at the Braves as the number one team in my power rankings in a week where the Astros, for the first time in a long time, fell out of the top 10 because they needed to fall out of the top 10. Do I believe that they weren't a top 10 most talented team in baseball? Of course not, but they weren't playing good baseball. They had all turned around. They go play the Braves, who I believe are the best team in the National League, sweep them. Um, they're playing great. I never doubted the Astros, and if anybody ever did, then you haven't been watching over the last couple of years where the Astros are no – they're no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they're no, they have a tendency to get off to slow starts. Okay. Right. So it's you're not surprised. Before. Yeah. I'm not yeah. surprised. There's a word that I was looking for. They're no stranger. Okay. They're no stranger to getting off to a slow start. I knew I, I knew I'd get to it. Um, so am I going to overreact at, at 20 games of a season? Of course not. And they are back. They're playing like I expected them to. And they're only going to continue to get better. So they swept the Braves in a series on the road. They beat the Blue Jays, who I have to win the AL East mm -hmm. in a series. Um, so 5-1 and one on the week against two top-tier teams. Michael Brantley started his rehab assignment. Of mm -hmm. course, got a hit in his first at-bat on the rehab assignment. He'll be back. They don't have Jose Altuve right now. This is exactly what I expected the Astros to do. You figure it out in a week where – you kind of got to step up, right? The second the doubt starts being entered in people's minds 
and then you face two opponents in a week like the Blue Jays and the Braves, there's no doubt the Astros are going to show up. This is exactly why I picked them to win the World Series this year. They are just that good. They are so back. They're back. All right. Time for our next overreaction. Okay. The Cubs' non-perfect game was the craziest ending to a no-hitter <laughs> we have ever seen. <laughs> Drew Smiley mm. over the weekend took a perfect game into the eighth inning. We got that close to seeing the first perfect game since Felix Hernandez. And then an absolute rocket off the bat that went about 15 inches, a swinging bunt down the third baseline brings this all to an end. But it wasn't just the swinging bunt. It was Drew Smiley running over to the line to bare hand, turn and throw, and the catcher, Jan Gomes, running to the third baseline and going to bare hand and turn and throw. And Smiley getting the ball and them colliding on the third baseline. It basically looked like Jan Gomes was trying to sabotage the perfect game and was saying, no, and went and turned into Ray Lewis and tackled him onto the ground, thus bringing an end to a perfect game in, it, in what was one of the most insane endings that you can ever see to a perfect game. It was heartbreaking. It was jaw-dropping. It was weird. It was unfortunate. It was sad. It was like WTF is happening right now. Like, I think I hit almost every emotion yeah. watching. I laughed. I felt sad. Um, I it, it was just so weird. It was. It was so weird. So let me, let me get back to the question. Okay. I am going to say, after all of that, that this is definitely an overreaction. What? This is not the craziest ending. For the craziest ending, let me take you back to June 2nd, 2010. I was sitting on my couch. I remember it like it was yesterday. And a ground ball was hit to first baseman with 26 outs, two outs in the ninth inning. Ground ball hit to Miguel Cabrera. He backhands the ball. He throws to Amando Galarraga. The out is got at first base. He beats the runner by a step and a half. And Jim Joyce calls him safe. And this was before instant replay, so you couldn't review it. The perfect game that was perfect was incorrectly called, and the runner was given a hit. The perfect game, the no-hitter, came to an end. And it was the most heartbreaking thing that I think I have ever seen. I was sitting on my couch in tears. I could not believe it. Jim Joyce made the wrong call. It wasn't even close. It was heartbreaking. <sighs> this is definitely, definitely the craziest, worst, awful ending to a perfect game in history. Miguel Cabrera was celebrating. Armando Galarraga was celebrating. He made the wrong call. It was obvious. And this is the call that ultimately led to Major League Baseball getting instant replay because you got to be able to fix this. Things like that can't happen. But in the record books, it does not go down as a perfect game. But in my heart, it will forever be the perfect game that was not. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That was like I was even like over here like he, like holding my belly watching it again like I like oh He's my out by god a step and a half I oh. don't get it it's not even close not even close and also not even close when this is before instant replay and stuff like that you gotta err on the side of 
out. If it's bang, bang, air yeah. on the side of it being out. This wasn't even close to being bang, 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 play at first base. He was clearly out and he was called safe. And the next day, Jim Joyce, um, Jim Joyce and Armando Galarraga brought out the lineup or Armando Galarraga brought out the lineup card mm -hmm. to home plate and talked, put his arm around Jim Joyce. They, he cried. Jim Joyce was in tears. He felt so bad after the game. He was getting – this is awful, but he death was threats, getting probably. death threats. Yeah. And, um, down in the locker room, Armando Galarraga went over to talk to him in the tunnel, and they just, like, hugged, and he said, I'm sorry, as he was crying. It's a really, really awful situation. Um, but Now we have instant replay. Now we have instant replay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was the craziest okay. ending yep, to a that's perfect fair. game ever. That's fair. Okay, one more overreaction Monday. You ready for this? I'm ready. Two teams from the NL Central will make the playoffs. Is this an overreaction? Well, we're guaranteed one. We'll yep. start there. There's got to be one. Um, it's looking more and more as the season goes along like it's going to be the Brewers. The Brewers are playing great, and the team that I really believed in this year to, to be that team is the Cardinals. They're Ooh. not playing good nope. at all. So do I think the Cardinals, as of right now, can get into the playoffs? No, I do not. And that's because they're not playing great. There are two other teams in this mm -hmm. division, Alex, that need to be talked about for a different reason. Let's start with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Raise the Jolly Roger seven times in a row. Red they have won seven games in a row entering Monday. They are 16-7. and seven. Their starting pitchers have a 2.15 ERA over the last two weeks, which is the best in baseball in that stretch. The Buckos are back. The black and gold. They're playing great. McCutcheon is back. He's hitting 275. They have veterans on this team that have paired really nicely with the, the young guys on this team. Cabrian Hayes and an O'Neill Cruz, who it's heartbreaking, but he fractured his ankle and is out for a long time. I would love to see what he's doing on this team now, but you know, it's the perfect storm of like just a good story. It's fun to see the Pirates playing good baseball and to see PNC, that beautiful park with more fans there. Um, so things are looking good there. Do I think the Pirates will make the playoffs this year? I do not. Oh, okay. But I would, I would like, I would yeah. like for it to happen. I think it would be awesome. I want another blackout game in Pittsburgh. Like I need air to breathe, <laughs> but I don't think I get it this year, but th they are clearly heading in the right direction. I think Cabrian Hayes and O'Neill Cruz are the left side of the infield for the pirates for a long, long time. And this is just me personally. Are the pirates going to do the right thing and lock up their guys for a long, long time? Mm. Well, that who knows, who knows? So the other team being the Chicago Cubs, who are off to yeah. a very good start as well, sitting at 12 and 9. Bellinger hitting 300. Is Bellinger back? I th we said this. Sometimes you need to change the scenery. And we were hoping he was going to be back with a new team. Is Belly back? Belly's back. I don't know. I don't know. I think MVP Belly, I don't think we see that again. All star Belly, I think we're seeing it. Mm -hmm. I hope so. I, the guy, the guy's incredible. When when he's going right, he's so much fun to watch. Cubbies are playing good baseball, and I, Alex, I feel like I say this every episode, and I've said it all year long, and I said it before the year. The Cubs are going to surprise some people, and they will be in contention until the last week of the year. And I think they had the best off season of anybody, in terms of making their team better. 
alas, do I believe they are a playoff team this year? I'm going to say no. Oh, so this is an overreaction. The answer is this is an overreaction. I think we get one okay. team out of the NL Central. Okay. That is my answer. One team, Alex. One team out of the NL Central ultimately makes the playoffs. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's that? Uh-oh. Close that? your eyes, everyone. <laughs> Close your eyes if you hate fun. Because listen here. Listen here, everyone. The content of this segment is going to make some angry baseball fans not very happy. Because we got some fun and exciting things going on around Major League Baseball. So look at the shirt. It's Ronald Acuna on the up. shirt, there and it go. says, close your eyes if you hate fun. And Ronald Acuna Jr. was doing exactly that this year. He hit the gritty as he crossed home plate, Alex, and not after a home run, not after something spectacular that was done. He's just out there having fun, mm-hmm. hitting the gritty, and having fun on a baseball field, and it is going to piss some people off. And that's why we got to sound the alarms. We got to do this new segment. Close your eyes if you hate fun. And Alex, I tweeted this. (laughs) Ronald Acuna just hit the gritty crossing home plate. Close your eyes if you hate having fun. And as you could imagine, the response was legendary. The people that don't like fun in baseball were out in full force. Why would he do that? He wasn't hitting a home run. Stop doing that. Get off my lawn. Let the guy have some fun, can we? That's what the game is all about. That's what this game needs more of. It needs more fun. I'm going to read some of the tweets I got. He scored on an overthrown ball to first base and acts like he hit it out of the ballpark. No, he didn't. He just wanted to hit the gritty as he crossed home plate because he was scoring a run for his team. Is that a problem? Gritty if you just got swept. Well, at the time they were winning, but that's a great response. No, LOL. The gritty does not belong in baseball. That looks ugly. Disagree. The gritty's great. If you do it well, great. If you do it poorly, also great. It's a lot of fun. Another tweet. Except I'm right. You're crying about players having fun. This isn't your peewee glory days, little fella. This is the real world of professional baseball. There was a legitimate argument in my in my comments. This isn't peewee baseball, little fella. I what just like, are, do people forget that we, like, they are playing a game. Right. They are playing a game. Men are getting paid millions of dollars to play a game, and we are watching, and it's entertainment. The whole point is we are exactly. sitting on our couch or sitting in our seats in the stands getting entertained. Are you not entertained? Bat yes, flips, I am. Bat yes, flips, I am. Give me everything. Strikeout struts. Everything. Hit the gritty. Just more. Do it. Do it respectfully, more is more. but do it. Have fun. Just have fun playing the game of baseball. That's what it's all about. That's what baseball needs more of. Home run celebrations. They've been awesome this year. 
single, double celebrations. They've all been fun. The Orioles do something for everything. A single, they turn on the faucet. A double, they do the sprinkler and the dugout spits water in the air. A home run, the dong bong. (laughs) (laughs) Ronald Acuna hitting the gritty, crossing home plate. It is fun. Baseball is fun. Shout Mm -hmm. out Brett Phillips. Baseball is fun. And Ronald Acuna Jr. is one of the players that is propelling this game and making the game more and more fun. So I will say it one more time. Close your eyes if you hate fun. Mm. I love this. This This is like, I think we are like two of the people who promote fun. Yeah. In this game and talking about this game and growing this game. Yep. And that's, think about little kids watching this at home and playing like, wow, I could do that. I could have fun, follow my dream, but also love what I'm doing every single day and have fun out on the field. Like, who is this pissing off and why? silly. Like, who cares? It's, it's fun. Like, if you're one of the people that this pisses off, you're either a fan of the team that it's happening against, which yeah. fair that I understand, mm. like you're going to lean towards that, or you just don't like baseball when it's in this new fun era. Like, Who hurt you? Who hurt you? <laughs> who hurt? Who made you yeah. cry? Let's, just let's, let, let's, like, let's let it go. Are you okay? Do you need a hug? We can give you. I, I have I have news for everybody that doesn't like this. Baseball in the Latin culture is different than oh, we had ever ever seen so for a fun. long, long time in America, and it is so much fun to watch. And these young, exciting stars like Acuna, like Tatis, like Julio Rodriguez, all of these guys are in the major leagues now and bringing that fun culture to the sport. And now you have plenty of American guys doing it as well. And we saw Aaron Judge last year gritty after a home run. He grittied to home play. That was the Yankees thing for a while. So the game of baseball is heading in a good direction. And if you don't like fun, well, then close your eyes. Mm. Alex. I love it. It's Monday. Yes. You know what that means. Lots of grades and lots of rankings lots is what Mondays are for. Yes. So it's time for power rankings. Yep. And uh, who? This week yeah. is wild. We for got the some first newbies. time. We got some teams in here that have never, ever, ever been in my power rankings. So let's start at number 10 with one of those teams, Alex. I was just talking about them. You're wearing gold for them, I can only assume. Okay, sure. You sure? Yeah. The Pittsburgh Pirates are in the top 10 of the Major League Baseball power rankings. They are 16-7. and seven. They have won seven games in a row. They're playing great baseball, and it's so much fun to see. They were not ranked last week, obviously. They have never been in my top 10, but they are here this week at number 10. Number 9 also has not been ranked for you this season, the Orioles. The Orioles, also a new entrant into these power rankings. The Orioles are playing such good baseball right now, and it's so much fun to see Adley doing what Adley does best. He's raking. He's having himself like – an MVP talent type year back there. And then you have everybody stepping up. Jorge Mateo has mm. been great. Um, Ryan Mountcastle, Grayson Rodriguez had a great start on Sunday. His first scoreless start. The Orioles are 14 and seven. And I just absolutely love to see the good baseball being played in Birdland. They're here at number nine. At number eight, up one spot. The Texas Rangers. The Texas Rangers also 14 and 7. Who saw this coming? 
not a ton of people, but maybe we should have. I think people that weren't good teams that weren't good last year, you kind of just like write off to start a year for whatever the reason may be. But if you really dive into it, the Rangers were good to on the second half last year. And then you add a pitcher like Dave, Jacob deGrom, who on Sunday was Jacob deGrom mm -hmm. himself. He was fantastic, lights out, dominant. And then you pair that with a really good offense so far this year. The Rangers are here at number eight, and they have all of the makings. They do have the ability to be a playoff team. They do. Oof, I like that. All right, at number seven, down three spots, the New York Yankees. The New York Yankees are down three spots. Yes, they are 13-9. and nine. They lost the series to the Toronto Blue Jays, so that series could have sent either of those teams one way or another. Um, but a big series in the AL East, Yankees lose it, so I bumped them down a few spots because of these teams that I have over them. All right, number six, up one, the New York Mets. Yes, the Mets are one of those teams that jumped back ahead of the Yankees. The Mets, the Mets had a great week, and a as we are currently filming, Alex, this episode is, is recorded later on Sunday night, mm -hmm. so the Mets are playing in the Sunday night baseball game, but going for a, a great week, going for a, a, a sweep or – a great week as well and they had won they've won eight of their last 10 games Mets are playing really good so I had to bump them up no matter what the end result ends up being on Sunday which you will all know by the time you listen to this all right now for your top five number five down two spots the Brewers yeah the Brewers in that weekend series against the Red Sox just didn't look very good so honestly five and six was a close one the Mets mm -hmm. are playing better than the Brew Crew but I must say, I needed to keep the Mets at six because this is a fact. The Brewers did sweep them earlier in the year. So mm. uh, Brewers had not the best week in the world, but still looking really good. And they're still in the top five, just down a couple of spots. All right. Number four, up one, the Toronto Blue Jays. Blue Jays beat the Yankees. Yeah, they that did. Was, that it was a huge weekend series. So now the Blue Jays have beaten the Rays in a series this year and the Yankees on the road there in New York. They looked really good. I picked the Rays to win the AL East, and winning series against those two teams will go a long way for them. They're here at number four. At number three, down two spots, the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, the Braves got swept mm. by the Houston Astros. So they were at number one last week, and just not a great week. I still believe the Braves are, are very, very good, and I stand by what I said and what John Smoltz agreed with, if you heard him talk about it on Saturday. I said I think not only is this Braves the best team of the last decade, I think it's the best team since the early 2000s. John Smoltz went one further and said, this Braves might be the best Braves team since the Hank Aaron days, if not wow. ever. That's how talented they are, but they did lose to the Astros this week. They're here at three. Who were at number two, and they were not ranked last week. What a jump, the Houston Astros at number two. Look, the Astros w weren't out of the top ten because of a talent difference. They just weren't playing. Like, they deserve to be in the top 10. But you go into a week and you beat the Blue Jays, who are a top five team in the power rankings, and you sweep the Atlanta Braves, who are at number one in the power rankings, and the consensus to be, right as of this week, the best team in the National League. You sweep those guys. You get back into your good form, which is why I predicted them to win the World Series. Yes, they weren't ranked because they weren't playing like they deserve to be. This week, they went above and beyond and certainly deserve to be back inside. And ahead of all of these teams, like, what am I going to do? Put them behind the Braves, who they just swept? No. Behind the Blue Jays, who they beat in a series? 
No. No. They deserve to be where they are, and I have them at number two. And back on top, up one spot, the Tampa Bay Rays. 19-3. and The Tampa Bay Rays are 19-3 and and have hit a home run in every single game this year and are on a historic pace. And they're on pace to, I don't know, 19-3? and What is that? On pace to win like 140 games? That would be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Does it happen? Maybe. But maybe not also. We'll see. Either way, 19-3 and gets you back on top of the power rankings. And the Tampa Bay Rays round out this week's top 10 Major League Baseball power rankings. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's a lot. A lot of movement this week. A lot of movement. Yes. Three non-ranks last week in good stuff. Now let's get a little more specific and let's move on to your team of the week. Yep. Team of the week. I go position by position, picking every the best player from each position in baseball from the week that was including a designated hitter and including a starting and closer. So let's start at the catcher position. Yeah, who do you got behind the plate? At catcher from the Texas Rangers, Jonah Heim. 462, two home runs, 10 RBI, and six walks. What more do you need to know? 462 from a catcher. He's here on this week's Team of the Week. All right, moving to first base, Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo just keeps hitting homers 300 with three homers on the week and 10 RBIs that will do enough to get you on the team of the week he he just even in a tough ballpark to hit homers at night in San Francisco Pete just keeps leading the charge in home runs well he's right there with Max Muncy now yep Pete's doing great I wish I might be a little foreshadowing all right let's move to second base Marcus Simeon 455 with three home runs and 12 RBI I mean this is the guy that you paid you paid him a lot of money to be there for a lot of years last time, last offseason, two offseasons ago. 455, three home runs and 12 RBI. This is it's it's a remarkable stretch for him. Marcus Simeon had what was, I believe, a down year last year, but it started with that stretch he went on, which was just inexplicable to start the year without hitting a home run for like the longest drought of his career. It was wild. And then the second half on. He was really good, and to start this year, he's been fantastic. And this week was next level. (laughs) It was also next level for your third baseman, the home run leader right now, Max Muncy. 333 with four home runs on the week, five RBI, and nine walks on the week. Look, Max Muncy, this is all you need to know. Hmm. His last 14 hits, 10 of them have been home runs. Mm -hmm. That's remarkable. End of story. He's my third baseman. Moving to shortstop, Tommy Edmond. Tommy Edmond has been playing some really good baseball. 333, two homers, seven RBI. Uh, this was I, – I was I was looking over these numbers last night. It was more of a, a down week for shortstops around baseball. We saw Bo Bichette last week hitting like 500. Um, but this week, Tommy Edmond was the cream of the crop, 333, two homers, and seven RBI. That's a good week, and it was enough to get him on this week's team of the week at shortstop. Love it. Now we're moving to the outfield. Yep. It's just three outfielders, not necessarily by left field, center field, right field, just three best outfielders from the week. Who's your first player? First up, Adolis Garcia. Mm. Three home runs in a game the other night for the Texas Rangers. 364, four home runs, and 14 RBI on the week. He's my first of three outfielders. Next up for me, the Los Angeles Dodgers rookie up oh, no we're going second yep. brandon nimmo that was foreshadowing that but was. which dodger well you might know 
<laughs> Brandon Nimmo is my next outfielder. 484. A 500 on base percentage. I'm not great at math, but I know that that's almost half. Mm-hmm. He got on base half the time this week with two homers as well. 484. Nutty. Insane. He's my second of three outfielders, which leads to my last one, who you now know is from the Dodgers, but it is the rookie sensation James Altman. 370, four home runs, nine RBI. He's breaking records for Dodgers. Six home runs so far through the month of March and April, which is an all-time Dodgers record for a rookie. The guy is on a tear. So those are my three outfielders, Adolis Garcia, Brandon Nimmo, and James Altman. All right, now moving to designated hitter, Wisdom. Patrick Wisdom, 290, four home runs, 10 RBI. Patrick Wisdom is just mashing mm-hmm. to start the year. Four more home runs. I would love to see. Patrick Wisdom has always seemed to be like a boomer bust kind of guy, like literally. It's either a home run or he's prone to strike out a good bit. 290 on the week. A higher batting average this year than I would love to see. I would love to see Patrick Wisdom hit 275 with 35 homers this that year. That feels doable. That would be great. He's my DH. All right, let's head to the mound. Your starting pitcher, Zach Gallen. He got two starts on the week. He didn't give up a run. <laughs> he gave up four hits in 13 and two-thirds innings, 18 strikeouts on the mound, 2-0 and on the week. Remarkable. When when I do the team of the week, guys that do get to throw twice mm-hmm. have an edge, especially if you throw well. Always. He threw twice, and he was lights out for both of them. So Zach Gallon is on the mound for me. Wrapping it all up, who do you got at the back end of the bullpen? Josh Hader. Yeah. Uh, when, when he's going right and when Edwin Diaz is not in baseball, Josh Hader is the best closer in the game of baseball. Three saves, four innings pitched, zero earned runs, zero hits, and four strikeouts on the week. That is enough to – Get you the closer on team of the week and enough to close out this week's team of the week. Which leads, Alex, to our mm-hmm. player of the week. But I don't know yours. Good. I have my player of the week and you have your player of the week as well. So um, I'll just continue with my team of the week and yep. then we'll let you get to yours. My player of the week this week is Marcus Simeon of the Texas Rangers. I mean, it's hard to do better than four. 455 on the week with three homers, 12 RBI, and scored nine runs. That's a good month. He got enough yeah. hits in the week for a decent month for a player. That's how good he was. My flipping bats or Ben's player of the week mm-hmm. is Marcus Simeon. I won't say the flipping bats player of the week because, Alex, we now get to hear yeah. who yours is. Yeah. That Max Muncy. Whew. So hot right now. Dodgers third baseman. He has just been on fire this week, and he is my player of the week. I mean, we've said it, I think, two or three times in the show. Ten of his last 14 hits were home runs. He got five home runs this week, blasted number 11 on Sunday, taking the Major League Baseball lead. Like, he is he is just absolutely on fire. Yeah. Whenever he gets to play at Dodgers Stadium in a week, or at in Oracle against yeah. the Giants. You know it's going to be a good week for Max Muncy. So Marcus Simeon, my player of the week, and Max Muncy is your player of the week. All right, Alex, and team of the week and players of the week brings us 
to a close for this Monday episode. A lot to discuss, a lot to talk about, but that does it for this Monday episode. What a week we have coming. Not one, but two Tuesday episodes. The first one that drops overnight, as always, and then this week in Shohei Otani news will be dropping later in the day. And Wednesday, we got Cal Raleigh coming The big on the dumper. Big dumper hopping on the show. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe anywhere you listen to the podcast, Apple or Spotify, wherever. And also follow along on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And you can watch every single episode as well on YouTube at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. Thank you all for listening to this Monday episode. Until next time, this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats.